Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, guys, what's going on? Wrap-up show. Jim, presumably on his way in. He's in Northern California for the weekend. He's going to make his way in at some point. He's with his family, so... We give uh, Jim a day off, at least to start the show. Welcome in, wrap-up show with John. We'll see if Jim joins or not. Uh, Padres do win the series. Disappointing Sunday, though. Really disappointing Sunday as they lose the Royals 15-7. Sloppy errors. Uh, Josh Hader, Sean Mania. We'll get into all of it. As always, please subscribe if you're a Padres fan. We have year-round content for you. Appreciate your willingness to subscribe if you're a Padres fan. Smash the like button for us as well. And follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer. Follow our radio show at John and Jim. If you want to become a member and get the custom emojis like you're seeing tonight in the chat, the Jim Sucks emojis, which are very useful on a night where he's not here, uh, you can click the join button next to subscribe down below. Also, if you want to support this channel and you want to make sure I get your comment, especially tonight as a one-man band, please consider the super function. The way to contribute with a super chat is by clicking the dollar sign down below. And yes, Ben, he is. There's no question about it. There's no question about it. Um, I thought Jim would be in here, you know, going full throttle here against what happened today in uh, at Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City where the Padres did not play well. Um, you know, was it a good series? Yeah. I mean, to win two out of three on the road against any team, I think, is, you know, a series that would be deemed a successful one. We asked for this team to win this series, and that's ultimately what they did. Um, but when you get into this game specifically, this is fun. Tim Hill's been very good. Um, he has, but I kind of like that. Um, yeah, Will Myers pitched. In fact, Will Myers had more outs today than Josh Hader in that ninth inning. So, okay, so let's get into this. Again, we appreciate your support. If you want to get to the Supers, since I'm a one-man band, I'll make sure to get to all the Supers here tonight so Padres lose 15 to 7 I think the story in this one if you watch this game is I mean you're not going to win a game with Sean Mania pitches like that I mean you're not going to win a game with a starter pitches like that um, I thought his first inning tonight or today at Kauffman Stadium was about as bad as you can pitch um, you know you look at this Kansas City lineup it's not good there was nobody in their lineup with an OPS over let's see at the end of the game nobody in this lineup had an OPS over 735 this is a really bad hitting team and they had 18 hits today 10 of them against Sean Mania. Now, they've been a better team at home. They haven't been great. They're still four or five games under 500 at home. But when you allow five runs in the first inning, you're going to lose, what, 99% of the time? Probably 98% of the time. You know, Mania went a couple more innings, allowed one more run. You, you look at his last, I don't even know what it is now, nine starts. I think opponents are hitting something like 330 off him. 
he just hasn't been effective. He had one start against Washington where he was, I guess, good enough. I think he was somewhat fortunate. Again, facing a bad lineup, did allow one solo home run in that game. Somehow um, pitched well enough against Washington, but he's been he's just been bad. And I don't think you can turn to him again. I just don't. I don't think he can start another game for the Padres this year. If I mean, I just don't. I mean, are you are you in a position where you just want to punt on every fifth game from here on out? Now, the good news is with all these off days, you could get creative with this rotation. You don't even have to pitch a fifth starter if you don't want to for the better part of the last five weeks of the year. because They still have, what, five or six off days still to come. Ultimately, I think they'll use five starters. Um, who's the fifth starter going to be? Could it be Jake Groom? They got in that Eric Hosmer deal. Imagine if that paid dividends to some extent. Could it be Reese Kinnear, Ryan Weathers? Um, I just don't think it can be Sean Maniah. That That first inning was that bad where – they were pouncing on everything. It was essentially BP. Um, it was just, it was an awful inning. They batted around. Um, you know, again, he gives them four innings. I thought the bullpen was good enough until Hater, and we'll get into Hater coming up here in a moment as well. But I mean, for the chat, I mean, who, who wants to see Sean and I start another game in a Padres uniform? Uh, I don't. And it's not personal. He's just been bad. I mean, He's just been really bad. Did I did I see this from Kevin Acey today? He's got the worst road ERA in baseball for a starter. So, yeah, that's not going to work. And you can't pitch him at Dodger Stadium in five or six days or four and five days or whenever it is. You just can't. So, you know, I think they need to make a change um, for whatever reason. Is it his health? Is it velocity? Is it mental? Whatever it is. He's not the same pitcher we saw the first two months of the year. He's just not. So... I think they need to make a decision on Amaniah. Now, one name it's not going to be, in my opinion, is Nick Martinez. And thank you, Oceanside Boy 760 for chiming in. I see a couple of people talking about Nick Martinez. I just don't see it. I mean, Nick Martinez has been very good as a back-end guy. He's been pitching effectively in relief. Um, you know, he's been be one of their better relievers this year. So two things, twofold. He's not stretched out. So I don't see why all of a sudden in September you'd want to stretch him out. I think you're asking for trouble. And he's been effective in your bullpen. So usually you have one problem, don't create two. Your one problem is Sean Manaya. You can easily create two problems by moving Nick Martinez to your rotation, and all of a sudden he's not as effective as he was in your bullpen. So because it's just one-fifth of your rotation and because you have off days still to come, you know, I, I don't think they need to get overly creative, but I think you probably need to turn to Triple A El Paso. Or I think you need to skip Sean Mania for a turn or more or put him on the IL, whether it's, you know, an actual injury or not. And he needs to work through some things. But I just don't see how you're clinging to a one and a half game lead in the wild card race for that final wild card. And you're going to pitch Sean Mania another six or seven times this year. I mean, what, what are you asking for? You can't do that. I'm not saying Jake Groom is going to be more effective than Sean Maniah, but he could be. He's not going to be less effective. I can promise you that. I'm not saying that Reese Kinnear is going to be more effective, but he's not going to be less effective. So you know what Sean Maniah is right now, which is one of the worst starting pitchers in baseball. So knowing that, I think you need to look outside. And I'd be very surprised if Sean Maniah pitched at Dodger Stadium next weekend. I'd be very, very surprised if that happened. So that was kind of the first part of um, the game here today. And again, as you make your way into the chat, we appreciate it. Please subscribe here on Padres content for you. John Schaefer hanging out with you here tonight. We'll see if Jim Russell makes it into the chat or not. Smash the like button for us. Follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer, at Jim Russell SD, at John and Jim. Please consider a membership. You can click the join button down below 
And thank you for all the supers. It is a great way to support the channel. You can click the dollar sign down below. So you have the dynamic that played out with Manaya. Now, to the Padres' offense, to their credit, they actually made this a game. And if not for some sloppy play throughout the course of this game, including the sixth inning with three unearned runs scored, if not for those three unearned runs, if not for Luis Campisano getting picked off second base, you know, maybe this is a game. I mean, maybe the Padres, you know, are even or ahead even in the sixth or seventh inning to their credit. And the offense was very good this series. They scored 24 runs. Um, contributions for Manny Machado today. He continues to put together, you know, top five MVP type year. He's hitting 304. He's got a 911 OPS. He was four for five with two home runs and four RBIs and three runs scored. I mean, are you kidding me? And then Juan Soto, great to see him back, obviously, from that back. He's been productive his first two days back. Today, he homers. You get three home runs from Manny Machado and Juan Soto combined, and you lose 15-7. That's all you need to know about baseball. But the offense, I think, did enough. I mean, I know the offense did enough to win this game here today. And then you look at what happened here in the bullpen, and by and large, the bullpen was effective. And then you turn to Josh Hader, and I would have turned to Josh Hader there as well. You're trailing. It's late. Best-case scenario, he gives you a scoreless inning. Worst-case scenario, he blows up, which is what happened here today. So everything I said about Manaya applies now to Hader. Hader has to go on the IL. Um, I'd be very surprised if Hader pitches one meaningful inning from this point on for the Padres this year. I'd be very surprised. Um, you know, can they hide him in the bullpen like they've tried to use him over the last you know week or 10 days? I guess you can. I don't know what the point of doing that is. There is a better option in AAA right now if you're looking for 26 men on a roster than Josh Hader. As crazy as that sounds, what I'm saying is Hader is not the closer you think you acquired. So don't pitch him trailing 6 nothing or leading 12-3. Get him right. The way to get him right is not the way they're using him. The way to get him right is to put him on the IL and work on whatever he needs to work on. And I don't even know what can be worked on right now. I don't know if it's just going to be a failure until 2023. You know, I don't think he's lost everything for his career, but I think he's lost everything right now. He's got the highest ERA in baseball since June 7th. Like, think about that. Josh Hader has the highest ERA, minimum 20 innings pitch since June 7th in the big leagues. Um, today, just an absolute train wreck. No command of anything. This has nothing to do with tipping pitches. Um, I don't think it has a ton to do with velocity. He just can't command anything, and he looks lost out there. A third of an inning, five hits, six, six runs for Josh Hader here today. Will Myers had to clean up the mess, and Myers goes two-thirds of an inning, and he actually pitched, you know, got more outs, recorded more outs in this game than Josh Hader. So, I would say this with both Manai and Hader. I'd be surprised if either pitch another meaningful inning for this team this year. I mean, it's hard to see how you just continue throwing them out there and expect different results, right? I mean, it's too late in the year. These games are too meaningful. You're down to your final 30 to 35 games. What's the number right now? 33 games. And you're going to let guys work through things? That doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, let's see here. So, Ben, thanks for hanging out. He says, I don't think Hader's going to go more than a month without pitching again. No, I said he's not going to pitch another meaningful inning for this team this year. Uh, even if it takes him a week or two to find it, there's still a couple more weeks left in the season. Yeah, I, I just don't see him pitching one meaningful inning. Uh, I just don't. Uh, I, he's not closing games for the Padres September 26th. Uh, whether a game up or a game down based on what I'm seeing. I mean, we're a long way from that. 
And I tell you what he's also not doing. If he's not closing games September 26th, if this team is somehow fortunate enough to make the postseason, he's not closing games in the postseason either. You just There's just no way. I mean, how can you go from this lost to finding it again? And I'm not – again, it's not really a blame game. I know he's had a tough summer. I know I, – I, this is secondhand. I think I saw this. I know his, his wife had a very difficult pregnancy. I, miss, I know he missed some time for the birth of a child. Um, there's a zillion factors. These are human beings. I mean, he's a human being. He's not a guarantee to be as good as he was in 2022 um, like he was in 2021, or he's not the same pitcher that he was in April, May. These, these are humans. I mean, they go through things like we all do. So that is understandable. But with that being said, from a team perspective, I just don't see how you could count on Josh Hader at all this year. I'm not saying 2023. Maybe everything changes in the offseason. Maybe he is able to refine himself. Maybe. I mean, it's a huge maybe, obviously. Um, I think there's a very realistic scenario. He never pitches for this team in 2023. Um, and ultimately, I think it's you know it's a shot worth taking. If you were AJ Preller, I don't fault AJ Preller on making this move. I really don't, not at all. I would have made that move in a heartbeat. I was very complimentary of the move when he made it. Um, but it's been a, it's been a complete failure, and that happens sometimes. This is not a business that you get one hundred percent hits on, obviously. Um, and you know, AJ Preller has had some swings and misses. He's also had some big swings that have worked out well. And Juan Soto is a, a huge swing that's going to benefit this organization in a big way. And hopefully that's in 2022. And if it's not, I trust that it will be, you know, I'm talking about from a team perspective. He's already been very good individually. Um, but, you know, the Soto trade obviously was massive. The hater trade at the time seemed like it was a significant one. But I, I can't count on him. I, I just, I mean, I've, I've lost complete faith in Josh Hader. Um, and I'd be surprised if the organization hadn't as well, at least in the short term. I think he goes on the IL. I think Manaya. I guess theoretically you could put Manaya in your bullpen. I mean, what does that serve? So do you go from Hader as your 26th man who's pitching in mop-up duty to show Manaya as your 26th man pitching in mop-up duty? Maybe. I mean, maybe. But I don't have it in front of me, but Manaya's last nine games, what's his ERA? Eight? Is it higher than that? Something like that. It's just like the, these games against these teams. Look at the schedule still to come, folks. Dodgers for am I, nine so after you get through San Francisco, nine of your final 30 are against the Dodgers. And the Brewers are playing cupcakes. Now the Brewers, fortunately for Padres fans, don't take advantage. They did take two out of three this weekend, but this has not been a great team, even against bad teams. Maybe they stumble down the stretch and the Padres are able to get in, even if they don't play perfect baseball from here on out. Or maybe the Brewers play well, and that means you have to play well. And if you have to play well, how can you pitch Shulman I and Josh Hader? Ask yourself that question. And then what are we going to say at the end of the season if they miss out? Everyone's going to point fingers at everyone. They're going to say, oh, it's Fernando Tatis Jr. And I get it. Tatis was a big loss and is a big loss. No question about it. Big loss. But if you pitch Josh Hader and Sean I down the stretch, you're asking, you're asking for trouble. And you're asking to miss out. And even without pitching those guys, you're in a very, very tough spot. I mean, where the Padres are right now is in a very tough spot which is needing to close, you know, by winning, you know, 55% of their games, but they've got a tough schedule with St. Louis and the Dodgers and even the White Sox and a road series in Colorado. Like it's a very challenging schedule. Um, they haven't played great against bad teams. They were fine this weekend against Kansas City. I would have signed up for two out of three heading into the weekend. You get greedy and selfish heading into Sunday, having taken the first two games, but, you know, 
can they go three and three against the Giants and Dodgers here? I don't think it's going to be very easy when you look at who the Giants are going to throw, including Carlos Rodon and Webb, and then you're going to Dodger Stadium. So, I mean, I'm signing up for three and three and a heartbeat right now. But again, that doesn't even guarantee that you still have that third wild card lead at the end of it if the Brewers all of a sudden get hot. So it's Rodon tomorrow. Thank you, Rich, for that. And, you know, Giants have been awful. Giants have been really bad. So get two out of three and you're in really good shape and you've had a good trip despite everything we've been talking about. Lose two out of three and you put yourself in a position where if you don't win two out of three at Dodger Stadium, never an easy task, obviously, then you are, um, excuse me, then you are, uh, you know, looking at a four and five. You're looking at a four and five uh, homestand potentially or road trip. Sorry, I'm trying to do two things at once right now. Hold on one second, guys. I'm trying to, I got to do something really quickly in YouTube. Appreciate you guys hanging out. Again, John Schaefer with you on the wrap up show. I'm going to tell you about Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance coming up in a moment, the title sponsor here of the wrap up show. Um, one second. Okay, I do. All right, so while we have a moment, really use Jim, couldn't we, man? A lot easier when I have Jim as well. It's probably a lot easier for Jim when he just doesn't show up. But it's easier for me when I have Jim as well, so I can do two things at once a little easier. Um, I do want to thank Mark Nimitz for his support of the wrap-up show here on YouTube. Uh, as we've told you all year long, Mark has been with us since day one. If you have insurance needs, please consider Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. Auto, home, renters, life, earthquake insurance, whatever it is, Mark Nimitz is your guy. I've got my homeowners. I've got my earthquake through Mark. I'm going to have life insurance through Mark as well. Um, he can save you $750 on your insurance just by switching over to him. He can save you $750 or more in a year. He's got great service and communication. He is a huge Padres fan. He is a San Diegan. Uh, he lives and dies on these games like we all do. Um, if you want to support a local business that supports this channel, please consider Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. But again, we recently had a claim in here a couple of months ago, had to get all new flooring. Um, we had to get all types of work done in here. And he took care of everything and he made the process so much easier than I thought it was going to be. So I really thank Mark for that. My family is so thankful for that as well. So if you have insurance needs, and we all do at one time or another, if you want to save money, and we all do, please contact Mark Nimitz. There is a link down below for his website, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. Click that link down below. And thank you, Mark, for your support as the title sponsor of the wrap-up show. Oh, there he is. There he okay. is. The Lord. <laughs> I was just ripping you. Okay. Where are you? It's the, uh, the famous, like... 12 uh curtains i know man this is where you were like like swatting the fly and like drunk right yeah i'm not drunk now <laughs> does that mean Hold you on. are no oh, okay <laughs> um what's uh, going on dude uh nothing's got done with the family so i'm joining the other family and here we go there we go, man. Um, well, I spent 17 minutes ripping Manaya and Hater. Would you like to spend a couple of minutes doing that? Um, yeah. So, full disclosure, I didn't really watch much of today's game because I was at a wine festival and a seafood festival. Oh, Hold so on. yeah, you haven't been drinking. 
No, 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 totally fine. Uh, let me just change something real quick since you. What did I screw up? You know, like. Oh, yeah, the my background. Per- or my first time. Yeah. Well, that's because I was solo, dude. Oh, dude, I, I remember my first time solo. I had it right when I was solo, right? Yeah, you're fine. Um, I don't. I, I think Manaya's. I don't know. I don't know what to do with Manaya anymore. Um, he's a guy that is your fifth starter. If you have to do a better option, shouldn't be right. Yeah, yeah, I got a better option. Switch me to the left. Take take me take you out and go to the left. There we go. Okay, we're good. good. Point. Now we're now everything is everything is right. Everything is right. Yeah, I've got uh, a better option, Jim. I mean, for example, they have an off day Thursday, so you don't even need five starters this turn if you don't want them. And they have another what five off days in September. I mean, I'd pitch anyone out there. I'd pitch anyone at AAA over Shum and I right now. Anyone? Is it going to be worse than five runs in an inning? No, I I I kind of agree with you. I mean. This is about winning right now. You gotta you gotta put your best people out there, no matter who the, what their names are. And mm-hmm. Shamanaya is not one of them right now. He just he's lost it. I don't know what there's. I don't think there's enough time for him to turn it around. But I mean, regardless if they make the postseason or not, I mean, not regardless. But if they make the postseason, there's zero chance he's pitching. Right? Zero, zero. chance. Zero. That's so, how I feel about Josh Hader as well. But for Shamanaya, like the worst fist starter in the world, no. But right now, the situation that they're in, they can't afford to have him pitch every fifth day. So you're right. They have a bunch of off days. You have to limit the times Manaya pitches this year. Mm-hmm. Like minimum in September. I mean, maximum, excuse me. Maximum in September. I don't have the schedule in front of me, but if you can get only. If you can get around three starts, yeah, two or three starts. I mean, two is going to be tough. But three starts max, that's what I would try to do with this with this this rotation right now. Because you can't have him pitch more than – you can't have him pitch like six times in September. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't see how you can have him pitch again, Jim. I mean, there's 33 games left. Your back's against the wall. Milwaukee's playing like AAA teams, and you're playing the Dodgers. I mean – you can't. He cannot pitch at Dodger Stadium this weekend. I mean, that that is like just. I'd rather just forfeit no. the game. That, that's a That is a dramatic L. Who knows? The, the good thing is he doesn't have to pitch at Dodger Stadium. They're off Thursday, so you could just use your other four starters. They'd all be on normal rest. Is that right? Like, I have to do that at this point in the season. I'm sorry, you're skipping starts if a guy can't perform. And Sham Naya, not only cannot he not perform, he is a literal machine out there he is getting rocked every single outing it is a unex he just can't pitch anymore he's done it's over you minim you minimize the times he pitches if you got to pitch him like then you pitch him but if you don't have to you have to make sure you get someone you you get another guy in there i agree with you and what do you think about hater um done he's going to be a nice non-tender this this offseason i can tell you that They'll say the, the the only good part about getting Josh Hader this year is they'll save money. Yeah. But to trade away capital to say, yeah. I mean, you just can't even trade him. I mean, he's just 
got to go, right? I mean, <laughs> the only there's only I mean the only prospect in that trade that you might be like, uh, Estuary Ruiz. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. Taylor Rogers, you can find another Taylor Rogers. Uh, sure. Denelson Lamette might come back to bite you in the ass, but uh, he still has a long way to go. I don't know if he's ever going to be a starter again. Um, who else did they trade in that deal? A couple other prospects I don't even know about. I don't remember. Oh, uh, the gasser, the freaking starter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, um, Martinez is this Padre, is this team's closer? with uh robert suarez those two guys are your closers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um josh hater is il slash you're not pitching him ever um and that's it i agree i agree i mean i don't see how hater i said this and ben fadden took its exception to it in the chat, so I said I don't see Hater pitching one meaningful inning for the Padres. The rem- why would at he? least the remainder of this year? I, I can't see why, it. Why? Like, why? Why would I guess the reason he would is if somehow he figured it out. How's that happen in five weeks? I can't see it. How could it happen? He takes two weeks off and then they he works himself back into the back end of the bullpen. I just don't see it. I don't think there's enough time and you can't experiment. You know. So I don't see Look, it. He's, I'm not saying he's not going to pitch again. He might pitch in a 12 nothing game. I don't know. Maybe they hide him in their bullpen. I don't get the point of that. But I mean, you tried. Preller took a big swing on this, and right now it is he missed it by six feet. And <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I, I'm not blaming him for it. I, I, yep. I applaud the I think everyone did. Um, and I – I don't, I don't think this is a situation that everybody was like, "Oh my God, why did I trade for Josh Hader?" <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And I applaud the I applaud the move at the time. I appreciate the try, but it just didn't work. Thankfully, you traded for Juan Soto. Um, that's worked out pretty well. And you are thankful that you have Nick Martinez and Robert Suarez the back end of your bullpen because if you went with Josh Hader and he was your only closer, you're fucked. Mm. Yeah, and the truth is, I saw some people in the chat talking about. It. I mean, Taylor Rogers has been way better than Josh Hader. There's no pitcher in baseball that's been worse than Josh Hader since June seventh. Twelve ERA since June seventh. I mean, it's, so. it's it's horrible. It's, it's crazy. It's done. He his stuff seems so flat. Ninety eight, but it's the most hittable ninety eight ever. I don't know how he fell off a cliff here. It's kind of crazy to me. Well, he can't throw a strike. <laughs> I mean. Even when he throws I mean, he's strikes, he's completely John. lost. He's completely lost. When he throws strikes, he gets hit hard. I, I do think baseball is a lot of a lot of in between the ears. Yeah, and I th- <coughs> I think along with his mechanics, he's completely lost confidence, and that is the worst combination to have for a closer. Yeah, but you're right. hey, I mean, this I, would be the worst. I mean. Bo just said, you know, he has the the yips. I mean, that would be the worst possible scenario, other than Look, you, injury. You'll just you'll just non-tender him at, after the season, and you'll save some money, and you hopefully don't have to worry about it because you won the World Series, and no one cares. Yeah. That's a nice scenario. I mean, what's going to happen is he'll get non-tendered, and then he's going to end up somewhere, and he's going to have like a two-one ERA next year and thirty-nine saves. And well, yeah, say, you, how you know? you know, that's going to happen. But again, it's like. 
do you want to take that risk and pay what 11 17. 12 13 17. 17 shit yeah you're you're getting on tender no doubt yeah maybe that <laughs> like, number drops a little bit because of this horrific year but it's it'll be like well he already is making over 11 this year so it only can go up oh you're getting on he's getting on tendered that that's a guarantee yeah. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Um, I wanted to get to this comment real quick who said, someone just said Drury has been awful. So I'm just looking at Drury in a Padres uniform. Let's see. In a Padres uniform in 23 games, he's at 198, 239, 337 for a 576 OPS. Drury has been awful. Like, that's really bad. Like, as bad as anyone on the Padres over that stretch, probably. And that's hard. <laughs> maybe that maybe that's wrong. That's probably wrong. Profar has been awful. Um, you know, Cronenworth hasn't been good. Alfaro's been awful. But I mean, it's an accurate statement from JD's third. He, he has not been good. No, that not good at all. He had a great first at bat with the team. He's had a other couple other good at bats. He should have more home runs with the team. Got robbed. But what's Josh Bell hitting now with the Padres? Can't be, can't be much better. No, but the thing is, at least his last six or seven games, he's come to life. Yeah. Again, I think you, regardless, you make all these trades. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, you got Juan Soto, and that's the most important thing here. True, but at the end of the day, like we know about baseball, like if you watch the Angels, I mean, Manny Machado and Juan Soto can literally hit three home runs and have yep. five hits. And score four or five runs, and you can lose by eight runs. <laughs> Dude, I'm watching. I'm watching the Cardinals yeah. game tonight. Yeah, and you're like, they got dudes everywhere. Say that again. You were cutting in and out. I said you watch watch the Cardinals game tonight. They got dudes literally everywhere. Mm-hmm. Padres don't have that. Well, I looked up Josh Bell. By the way, he's got a higher OPS than Brandon Drury. In a Padres uniform, 181, 306. 306 is a good on-base percentage for hitting 181. Yeah. 301 slug, which is awful, but 607 OPS. Drury's in the 500s. Are you satisfied I mean, it, with this? Are you satisfied with this series? Yes, yes. I mean, I'm not satisfied with today, but it's, I mean, yes. I asked for two out of three. They took two out of three. I didn't think they'd play like they didn't care today. And I'm not saying they did, but I mean, Manai was throwing BP. Luis Campisano got picked off second at a throwing error. I'm less concerned with his his game calling. I'm more concerned with just boneheaded plays. But um, 
Yeah, I'm taking two out of three. I mean, they didn't gain any ground. They didn't lose any ground. They're a game and a half up on Milwaukee. But that, that's a dangerous game to be playing because, again, you're going to be playing good teams and Milwaukee's going to be playing average or below average teams. And at some point, is there going to be a, a cross where they play better than you yeah. do and they pass you? Would um, you have ta- I mean, it, would you take yeah, it or not? Yeah, of course I would take two out of three. But, again, it um, feel like there's been a lot of series – this year where the series ends with the sour taste in your mouth and you're like yeah. and you're like yeah two out of three but man that last game really sucked mm-hmm. <laughs> you know um or they they lose the first two and you're like okay cool we take one out of th- one out of three and you're like that felt good because you mm-hmm. won the final game but in reality it's just not um the offense came to life this series that's a that's a positive it might have just been Kansas City was is hot right now. Yep. So the ball's flying. That's that could be something why pitching on both sides was just all over the place. Besides you, Darvish yesterday after giving up those three runs in the first inning, and then coming back and pitching, I believe seven innings. Yeah, of, he pitched uh, well six. after that. But maybe it was just a case of over the weekend, you got a hot Kansas City. Ball was flying got not great pitchers on both sides of the ball we'll now see yeah. if this offense is awake going to san francisco tomorrow facing carlos rodon rodon webb again giants have been really bad but you know they've been Padres bad haven't been Padres are 10 and 13 since soto it's not exactly the best baseball in baseball <laughs> exactly and the i mean rodon and webb Okay. They're not exactly the pitchers you face in Kansas City. The Giants' mm-hmm. offense is trash. Giants' team is not great. Yeah. The bullpen is not great. Rodon was an all-star this year, and Webb's had a very good season as well. So those are going to be two tough games. Mm-hmm. How shitty the Giants are. They're going to be tough. And you got to go. I, I feel like you have to go into L.A. at least two or three from the Giants. Because yeah, because that allows you, you know, to go one and one and two against LA. Exactly. I agree. Uh, we're gonna get back to the chat. Thank you guys for hanging out and your support. Please subscribe if you're here. Smash the like button for us. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, we appreciate the supers as well. Great way to support this channel. We do want to tell you about Omar Sanchez at Edge Home Finance. Omar's got his brand new website, loansbyomar.com. That is loansbyomar.com. Com. And again, as we've been telling you about Omar, he's here to help all Padres fans with their mortgages. Simple as that. Check out the brand new site, loansbyomar.com. Get everything you need there. You can click on the education tab. It has all the resources you need, including for first-time home buyers. Uh, you can text Omar right now, 619-387-7798. He's your San Diego native mortgage broker. San Diego that went to San Diego State that is a huge Padres fan. If you're looking to buy your dream home, Omar can help. If you want to refinance to consolidate your debt, he can help with that as well. If you're in the process of buying or refinancing and you want a second opinion to make sure you're getting the best deal possible, just call or text Omar for a free consultation. But Jim, like we've been saying, make sure to check out this new website, loansbyomar.com. Yeah, scan the QR code. It will take you right to this website. Also text him uh, 619-387-7798. When you reach out to Omar, let him know that John and Jim from the wrap-up show sent you. All right. Thank you, Omar Sanchez. Thank you for your support. 
of this channel. Thank you guys for hanging out with us on this Sunday night. Padres on their way for San Francisco three-game series beginning on Monday evening. Um, you know, to the Padres' credit here today, Jim, and like you said, I know you were out and about, but you've seen this box score and you've seen highlights from this game. I mean, they go down, they score a run, Kansas City scores a run, they score two, KC scores three, they score two again. Like, the Padres didn't go away. And if they played cleaner baseball and didn't allow three unearned runs in the sixth inning, and if they didn't have Luis Campusano picked off second immediately before a home run, like conceivably they could have been tied or ahead in this game as late as the sixth or seventh inning. So like you said, 24 runs in three games. Let's, again, are they going to score 24 runs in three games in San Francisco against this pitching? Probably not. But I'm encouraged that this offense has woken up because they were playing as poorly as any offense in baseball for nine or ten consecutive games. Yeah, the runners in scoring positions definitely changed. Um, that was a big positive in the series. Mm-hmm. But again, it's another case of just being sloppy. Just sloppy baseball. You can't have that. Like, can we put together a consistent series where you play good baseball throughout and don't have a hiccup? Be nice. That would be nice. That's what they, that's what they need. And it feels like every series... There's at least one game where there is just a lot of sloppy baseball, no or no hitting, or bad pitching, or bad base running, or whatever the case may be. It's just one game out of a series where that happens. And you mm-hmm. need to put together a full series. Two or three against the Royals, that's like the bare minimum. That's good. It's just tough. I mean, you, let's be honest. I mean, sweeping a road series with the – with this team right now is not like, I mean, you're asking a lot. This this team has some real flaws like Sean Maniah, like Josh Hader, like offensive inefficiencies that they've shown since the trade deadline, you know? You scored you scored seven runs today, okay, but then you gave up 15. You had got picked off second. You had a couple errors. I mean, like, today was just blah. 15 mm-hmm. runs you give up? Like, what are we doing? Well, not re- I mean, they did, but they, they didn't really. <laughs> Josh Hader. I mean, if they were in the game, it wouldn't have been Josh Hader. Still, at the end of the day, another sloppy game. Oh, yeah. No, very sloppy. And again, you're not winning games. I said this earlier. Manai gives a five in the first inning. Bye-bye. Game over. 99 out of 100, you'll lose. There's a game or two in there, you'll win. But the game was over. And that's when the game ended, when he allowed five runs the first inning. And if you look back, that's basically what transpired. Because it's hard to overcome that kind of deficit, and they lose the game. And that shouldn't be very surprising. You get that type of starting pitch. I mean, he's throwing batting practice. He gave up six hits in the first inning to a lineup that doesn't have anyone with an OPS over 720. Their lineup yeah, is bad. awful. Like... Michael A. Sean Taylor, the backup outfielder, yeah. hits a solo leadoff home run. I mean, this team's not good, you know? Like, I, I honestly think that for Sean Manaya and Josh Hayer, you go IL stints. Fan, you know, IL stints. And oh, I think up, so, too. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, is my Wi-Fi shit? No, it's like your sound. It's those earbuds, I think. It's like it can be really good that it goes out for about a second and it comes back. Dude, I'm in like a corner of a room right now. No, you're good. We're good. Just just you know, it's fun to rip into here and there. Uh I love 
I, I, I loved on Twitter that this weekend when Will Myers finally did something. They were like, why have you been so quiet on Will Myers? Like, I, I was deemed uh, a hater. Like, give me a break. And somebody was like, I'm, I'm very surprised by how quiet Jim and John have been related to Will Myers' success over the last two games. Like, well, hold on. Time out. What about the other 100? <laughs> Secondly, we take one day off, which was Saturday. So we didn't comment on one day about basically the two days that Will Myers did anything. Yeah. So, no, I mean, and I think we talked about Friday night. I mean, I know we talked about Friday night. He homered Friday night. We say, that's great. We need more of Will Myers doing that down the stretch. Cool. He had two homes up. He hit two home runs over the weekend. That's double his season total. <laughs> well, now triple. <laughs> well, he went from well, one to three. He had twice as many home runs this weekend than he has all year. <laughs> right. I mean, and I agree with this. I mean, yeah. I mean, Machado is just—it's just ridiculous. The the work that he actually does because this team is. I mean, Profar leading off problematic. Profar has done nothing since the Tatis news, and maybe longer than that. Soto, of course, Soto was, again, good today. He's come back, and that's great, and that's huge. Then there's Machado. Um, Drury, nothing. Cronenworth, nothing. Myers today, one for five, two Ks. I mean, Grisham, you can't count on. Campisano had two hits. Great. That's good. But just, I mean, it's all Machado. I mean, it's like if Machado doesn't, do something you got no shot is what it feels like yeah yeah um yeah the, this team right now is still a roller coaster and until they can can play consistent baseball you know there's no there's no way i'm guaranteeing this team making the postseason no i was thinking about that today jim that's a great point no guaranteeing i mean no i mean I think if you look at baseball reference right now in fan graphs, and maybe someone can pull it up, it's a coin flip. It's just a coin flip. Yeah. I mean, how could it not be? We've all watched these games. How could you say the Padres are better than a coin flip favorite to win this spot over Milwaukee? What would be your theory there? Milwaukee's worse than San Diego? Okay, but the scheduling is an advantage to Milwaukee. So it's not just about who's better and who's worse. It's who are you playing. If the Padres are only playing but the John, Warriors, their chances. But John, stop you know. being a hater. Support the team. Give them <laughs> praise all the time. You mean a realist? Opinion. No, I'm not saying they'll. And here's the thing. So and, Jim, touch, bro. and you're saying the same thing. I'm not saying they're going to miss the postseason. I'm just saying I'm not going to be surprised if they do. I, in fact, I'll, I won't be surprised at all. <laughs> I, I've talked about writing on the wall for a long period of time here. I'd say weeks is how long I've used that term. And now the book has not been written. They, they haven't played themselves out. They haven't. But they haven't played themselves in. And the way they've played overall, on the whole, since the trade deadline, 10 and 13, if they play on that trend line down the stretch and the schedule is harder over the next 23 than it was over the last 23, if they play 10 and 13 over the next 23, my educated opinion is that the Brewers will pass the Padres if they go 10 and 13, the Padres, in their next 23 games. And I think a lot of people feel that way. Yeah, I mean, you get the lucky. Brewers don't pass. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, the Brewers, the Brewers suck. They the can go in the tank. That could happen as well, too. But you're putting, I mean, you are, when you're baking on hopefully another team sucking while you are average, that's not a good, that's not a good thing to bank on. And that's, just a, that's just a bad strategy. And they're playing Pittsburgh and Arizona. And 
Yeah, you're 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 asking Pittsburgh and Arizona to to help you out like that's bad, bad, Cincinnati. bad Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah I don't good. see how this is possible. Rollo Rumpkin, <laughs> I, I just I, I that makes no sense. I mean, I mean they were two and a half up at, heading into the, today, so maybe I get the 65 percent chance, but not one and a half games with this much time left. What does the one and a half games mean? There's so many games you could give up a game and a half in two days, obviously. So. I don't trust the one and a half game lead. If it was three and a half games, I'd feel more confident. I just don't trust the one and a half game lead. Thank you, Sam, for the super. Thank you guys for hanging out, by the way. Great to have you guys with us on a Sunday night. We greatly appreciate the super chats. It's a great way to support this channel. You can click that dollar sign down below. We do truly appreciate it. So thank you. Let's start with this one from Sam, Jim. He says, uh, how do you guys like Zokar over Grisham? This is a left-right thing, presumably. With the Zokar. I mean, Zokar had like a million infield hits this weekend, which is which is great. I mean, Grisham's just bad. <laughs> Grisham's not great. Bad. He's not great. Um, it, you're right. It's a matchup thing. I, I wouldn't play either of them every day. Right. They're not. They're not every. Neither of them are either everyday players. So at this point, you just do matchups, honestly, because you're getting the same defense out of them out of both either way. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, neither are great options. Like you said, neither are great. I think Azokar has shown me more. He's he's showed me more with less than Grisham has. It's True. like you got holes, man. You got holes that aren't going to be fixed, whether it's that fifth starter spot, that back end of your bullpen. They've got guys that have been good, like you talked about, but it's not going to be Josh Hader. Center field, you know, pro far and left, you, you have some holes right now. So guys either have to step up or you're susceptible to getting passed by the Brewers. So thank you, Sam. And thank you, J.D.'s third for the Super. Greatly appreciate it. He says, how do you rate Bowmel's performance so far? One through 10 or one to 10. What do you think? It's a good question. I, right now, would give him like a 7.5. What's your reasoning? Well, one, um, you know, with all the adversity this year, given they still have a they still have a playoff spot, they're still in the postseason right now. Season ended today; they're in the postseason. Um, so that's a positive. But I think for why it's only seven and a half is because I feel like this team at times the the laziness, not laziness, but the lack of good play. And some of the decisions that he's made, leaving guys in too long, uh, I think they should be better than than where they are, where they're at. I don't think I don't. I'm not expecting them to be where the Dodgers are, but I expect them to be like a better team. I expect them to have at least maybe five or six more wins. Okay, you say seven and a half. Um, I'll give him a six. Okay. Because if he if his name was anything other than Bob Melvin, if this was Jace Tingler managing this team, I'd probably give him a three. So that means I'm, you know, not objective to even give him a six, to be honest. Here, here's my issue. It's less on field. There have been issues on field with, with pitching and leaving guys in too long. Okay. It's more off field. It's more like well, we went through this last year and we were sold this bill of goods that he could get the team playing in the right direction when things, when adversity struck. And that has not been the case. Now, is Tatis's injury or yeah, injury slash suspension his fault? Of course it's not. But he also didn't know, or we didn't know, they'd have Juan Soto 
um, on this team either at some point, or they make the upgrades they made. And again, they haven't all worked out. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's been a failure, but I don't think it's been a home run. And I think it's closer to, you know, okay. than it is a home run or a failure. So, yeah, you know, I, it's hard for me to go higher than six. I mean, what has he really shown me that another manager couldn't, uh, how is this team different as opposed to Andy green managing it? Uh, Do we have answers on that? This team be worse with Andy green as manager with Manny Machado and, and Juan Soto. Yeah, dude, I think I I think Bob Melvin's a better manager than Andy Green. So do I, but I'm saying what it does it differ in wins and losses? I don't know, John. We'll never know. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, but I but you think I mean, do you think my point's valid? I mean, I don't know. Um, do you think Jace Tingler would have the team in a much worse spot than they are right now? Because he had the team in the exact same spot a year ago in terms of wins and losses. Yeah. I, you know, I'm still, I I'm still, ba- I'm still banking on the experience and the long run paying off. Yeah, I hope you're right, and there is still time. And, and I didn't, I didn't give him a one. You know what I mean? But I'm just like, yeah, it's been okay. It's maybe yeah. better than okay, but not, not. By the way, there was a little bit of controversy here. Jared, who's our mod and a member, thank you, Jared, for hanging out with us tonight. Accidentally muted Rich for five minutes, but he's back. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, what the hell's going on? And then someone called me out. Because that's like the popular yeah. thing to do is like when anything, when anything bad happens, it's like, fuck you, Jim. <laughs> like, all right. I'll play down this narrative, Sam. I'll, I'll play down. I think this is interesting for the chat. I'm just saying, would the Padres have a worse record? Because remember, they had an identical record to the one they have right now with Jay Stingler as manager last year. And they went in the tank for the final 35 games. But is there anything we can tangible here that says that they've been better with Bob Melvin than they would be with someone else? That's, that's all I'm saying. I mean, yeah, I watched the 16 inning game too, you know, but I, I don't know. Melvin's not going anywhere. I'm not saying he should go anywhere. I'm just saying, what has he shown you? I think, I, I think for the betterment of the clubhouse, Bob Melvin's a significantly better than Jay Tingler or Andy Green, <laughs> probably, probably and for that, and for that alone, for that alone, I would. That's why I, I'd much rather would have Bob Melvin. Your wins and losses mm-hmm. theory might be correct, but mm-hmm. like, you're, I mean, it's it's. Do you want to be in a toxic relationship? That's you know right. whatever. Or do no, you want to right. like? It's just for the betterment of the clubhouse. Bob Melvin is light years and infinitely I, I better than Andy Green and Jay Stingler ever will be. Or will I be. agree with that. I agree with that. that matters. And listen, I mean, yeah. Boogie might be right. I mean, may, I think they'd have a worse record, to be honest. It, you may be right. Again, it's one of those things like how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? The world may never know. We'll, we'll never know mm-hmm. if that's the case or not. I mean, I like the things that Bob Melvin says. I like that he takes some level of accountability. I'm just wondering... Again, when he and this doesn't have to do with Bob Melvin, but I'll just use an example. Who was the bench coach that served in his absence when he had Christensen? Um, Ryan Christensen. I mean, would they go seven and two over a nine game stretch or seven and three? Like that. I mean, it's like a lot of factors there. Yeah, there's a zillion factors, but I'm just saying, you know. So, J- again, so John, I myself John Schaefer hates you, hate Bob Melvin. No, I, t- I gave him a six. I just. I mean, is anyone? Does anyone think I'm so far off base with giving Bob Melvin a six? You give him a seven and a half. It's not like we're off by thirty points. No, that's fine. <laughs> Hope Springs Eternal says, "Bob, okay, 
Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'll just I'll just read. You don't have to pull it up. I'll just say he said uh, experience helps with the crisis the team has gone through, like the Tatis situation. You know, I, I agree. I, I tend to agree, other than the fact that since the Tatis suspension, the Padres are three games under five hundred. So it's like I agree, but they're not playing good baseball, unfortunately. Um, is it? How do you say? How would you say that? Chano, 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 Chano. What's going on? Thank you for the super. Very generous. We appreciate you guys hanging out. Thank you for all the supers. Great way to support this channel. Just click that dollar sign down below. It is in the chat box if you want to make sure we interact with your comment here tonight. He says, uh, baffled that Melvin led those garbage A's teams to 90 wins in the playoffs, and we can't get this team to the playoffs. How can we explain this? Maybe that's more of my point. It's like he's got more talent, but this team's on pace for how many wins right now, Jim? 80, what, 85? Is it even that many? I think it's by, yeah, 86, 87. Um, again, well, it's, I'm not putting it all on it, Melvin, but I'm just, I don't know. This team wins 87 games, makes the postseason as a six seed, and then Bob Melvin takes his team to the NLCS. Next People year? Will definitely be – no, this year. Oh, he takes his team to the – oh, well, yeah, that'll be amazing. Or Okay, I love that. Okay, I'll, at that point, we're going to change our scores on them. What if the opposite happens and they miss the playoffs? What's more likely? What? How many wins did they get? If they miss the playoffs, you're saying? Yeah. 85. How like what I predicted at the beginning of the year. I said 85 wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. And they miss the postseason? Then Bob Melvin's going to have to take some blame and accountability. But do I think he needs to be replaced as manager? Like, no. He's nope, the manager for the next I. three se- He is manager for the next three seasons. Um, and that's no questions asked. I hope he's the manager for longer than that. Um, I'm I do not have disagreeing to... with that, but I'm just telling you. No, I know you you're not. I'm just... that, and I will say this, and I, Jim, you know this, and I'll even, I mean, you're not overly critical of Bob Melvin, and that's probably for good reason, because you think he's he's performed to the level that you expect him to have performed at. I have been very critical of Bob Melvin, <laughs> and I think it's fair. I, You know, especially recently, I, I just don't see what I hope to see out of a team managed by a man with this much experience as a manager is what I'm saying. Now he's had to deal with adversity. I get it. The Tatis thing is massive adversity. So maybe that's something that one man can't lead a whole, you know, team out of potentially. And maybe he hasn't had to deal with something that significant. Even the best chefs in the world sometimes can't make a five-star meal out of shit ingredients. This isn't shit ingredients though. Not over 162 games is not. Not with this for, starting pitching and not with these. For 100 just, games, maybe. But the starting pitching was was good even when the offense wasn't good. It's like if you yeah, had some ingredients. Some ingredients. Like a good side dish. Like a good side, right? The main course is the steak, is like the offense. And he the steak is like, like old. Yeah. I mean, again, I hope he... If you listen to what I said, and I don't know one's even criticizing me other than you, but I'm just saying, if you listen to what I've said, it was basically like, he hasn't been amazing and he hasn't been awful. He's been somewhere in between. For me, that's a little bit of a letdown based on my expectation. I stand by that. Uh, where are you at productions? Thank you for the super. He says, as far as I'm concerned, the bats came alive this series, but the rotation fell apart and the bullpen saved the day. How many bullpen days are we going to have? You'd think we'd learn 
from last year. Well, hopefully not many in terms of actual bullpen days because of these off days. Like I don't anticipate them throwing, you know, starting games with relievers, right? Openers over the final 30, 33 games of this year. But to the point of, well, if you're saying, hey, if someone can't get through three or four innings, that turns into a bullpen day. That's a good point. That's why I'd be hesitant to pitch Sean Manaya much from here on out because I think you're asking for trouble. And that's based on what I've seen over 9, 10, 11 starts, where he just hasn't been the same pitcher he was over the first 9, 10, 11 starts. Yeah, you can't go bullpen dead on stretch. You, you need to have a good rotation. Mm-hmm. I agree. I do. Um, yeah, no. I mean, you can't – if we see the Ariettas and we see the, you know, who else, Velasquez is, I mean, no, it's – but they shouldn't have to throw those type of types of pitchers even without Shawmaniah. They should be able to skip Shawmaniah because the games. Why wouldn't you want to pitch you Darvish and Joe Musgrove if even if you had the off day? Wouldn't you want Musgrove and Darvish pitching more often down the stretch than they are currently? As in keep them on normal rest, which gives them more games because of off days. That to me is just smart baseball and smart sense. I don't understand why you would do anything other than that. Oh, <laughs> what's happening to you? I don't know. Internet over here is not great. Oh, good. Um, yeah, like Rich saying, Morahone, Morahone's not built up and coming off Tommy John. You know, I'm not pitching Morahone or Martinez. Right? You're not pitching Martinez to start, right? You're not stretching him out. Martinez, Martinez is your new closer, dude. Are you kidding me? That's what I'm saying. Morahone out of the bullpen. What's going on here? What's going on in this chat? Is this a joke? Are people literally talking about drugs in the chat? What's going on? All right, we should end because I'm, I'm, yeah. You, you can go. You can go. I gotta get to uh, aura. I get the aura. Are you on the show tomorrow? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be there. Great. Um, okay, we do want to thank Aura for their support of the wrap-up show. Their co-founder, Will, is a San Diegan and a huge Padres fan. They have offices in Liberty Station. And if you click this Build Your Routine button, you're going to get 30% off your very first order. That's 30% off probiotics. I take one every single day. By the way, did you see me working out today, Jim? Probiotics nah. every single day. Uh, proteins for after workout, pre-workout supplements, omega-3 oils, immunity pills, sleep pills. I mean, literally, they have something for everyone. This is a great company, plant-based nutritional products. You want to get healthier. Trust me. I do. You do. Your family does. Your friends do. Check them out. ORA.organic. Click the link down below. You'll get there. ORA.organic. And click Build Your Routine. 30% off. 30% off your first order. Get healthier. It's affordable. It's plant-based. It's a San Diego-based company that supports this channel. So if you want to support this channel, if you want to get healthier, check them out, ORA.organic. Yeah, go there right now. Uh, build your routine. You get uh, 30% off your first order. If everything you need to live a healthy lifestyle, do it right now, www.ora.organic. You will thank us later. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. All right, well... We'll have much more on this tomorrow at 3 p.m. Padres play tomorrow night against the Giants. Again, Carlos Rodon pitching tomorrow for San Francisco. So we'll see if the Padres can find a way to win another road series. It would go a long way. We'll see if they can win a road series, a more challenging road series, even though the Giants 
have not been very good based on who they're going to throw, though. Padres and Giants tomorrow night. We'll be on the air at 3 p.m. So um, You'll be on the air. (laughs) Wait, are you going to be there or not? You'll be on the air at 3 p.m. What time's your flight? I may be walking in at 3 or I may be there at 2. No, you're you're taking like a 9 a.m. flight. (laughs) Taking a 10 a.m. flight. 10 a.m. Dude, that's a little risky, 10 a.m. What if it's delayed? Then you won't be there. I won't be there. Okay, so radio show at three, wrap-up show tomorrow night after Padres-Giants game one. Uh, Before we get out of here, as always, I do want to remind you about our podcast. That's not our podcast. But this is the wrap-up show, the official podcast now of Friars on Base. It's presented by Higher Impact Financial. Make sure to check them out at higherimpactfinancial.com. And let me tell you a little bit about Eric Lanier. He's the founder of Higher Impact Financial. He's also a San Diegan. Born and raised and a huge Padres fan. His mission is to align his clients' values and passions with their finances. And he specializes in retirement planning for individuals and couples who are looking to retire in five years or less. Make sure to get in contact with Eric as well if you're a new family trying to figure out financial planning and investing. He is there to help you, whether it's figuring out how to manage your debt, paying for college for your kids, or improving cash flow. Call him at 951 351-3033. That's 951-383-3033. Or again, check them out at higherimpactfinancial.com. Check out our merch. We've got it. We look good. Down below. We look so good there, don't we? Mm -hmm. Check out our membership program. Click join down below. Emojis like the Jim Sucks emoji, badges, and more. Before we get out of here, please make sure to support our partners, the reason we're able to do this day in and day out. Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. He can save you $750 on your insurance. Link down below. He's our title sponsor. Aura, we just told you about ORA.organic, 30% off your first order. Plant-based nutrition and Omar Sanchez, Edge Home Finance. Go to his brand new website right now or scan that QR code, loansbyomar.com, loansbyomar.com. A lot to get into tomorrow at 3 p.m., Jim, and tomorrow night on the wrap-up show. Travel safe, dude. I'll see you at like 6 o'clock when you get here. Yeah, Pooh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, guys. Thanks, guys. Look at Jim. He just bails before it's over. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio.